Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is Minimap.com.au's weekly games podcast. This is your favorite weekly games podcast. My name is Kerry Palmer, and joining me this week for the final episode of October is Jeremy Bradditch. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween y. Kinda. Like we're early when we're recording, but when this episode goes out, we're timely. Yeah. It's a really weird Halloween week happening this this year, because like the last day of of October is actually next Monday. We're going to be recording another podcast on the last day of October. But mm. that's coming out on like the 4th of November, well past well past October. So like very strange trying to trying to get it all to line up to to enmesh to to lock in. For the first time ever we're able to do that. To look ahead. Yeah, why? Cuz we scheduled something more than more than three days in advance yeah yeah like but like like but genuinely like we can see and then plan because otherwise it's seeing like, and planning is good because otherwise we'll be recording on halloween next week i yeah. think but yeah we will. it'll go out a week after <laughs> or five days after yeah yeah a re- a, too long too long after yeah uh yeah no it, it's interesting jeremy the we're we're coming into we're well into the second half of spring. The days are starting to get a bit of warmth. Well, the days have been very wet in Melbourne. Yes. Um, but some of them have been a bit warm. And I was I was noting during the week that I haven't had a, a computer pump out this much heat before, mm. especially not during summer. It's been quite nice during winter because I can, like, put my hand on top of my computer. I'm like, ooh. Oh, just take the chill off my mouse hand. That's that's great. Yeah, have the, but the like a little bit of little bit of warmth on your on your toes. Yeah, exactly. But then, like, we were playing Fortnite the other day, and it was kind of warm. And I was sitting here, I was like, ah, it's like not even that hot, and it's kind of I'm kind of uncomfortable in here next to this. Yeah. Radiator. <laughs> yes. Yes, I I know what you mean. That the amount of times that I've like just been annoyingly warm next to my computer on a hot day mm. and it's like I, like there's nothing i can really do aside from i can get the fan and blow cold air directly into the intake but that just blows all the hot air immediately out and warms me up yeah it might make it that the hot air isn't quite as hot but it will move it around more yes. you will notice it more yeah 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 so it's it, it's a it's a tricky one I mean, it gets it gets hot enough in summer. We we tend not to have the uh, the air conditioning on that much at home. Um, mm. But I do have just a little desk fan that I will put on most times. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, it's going to be an interesting summer. I, I couldn't think why my my old computer didn't have the same issue, and I think it's because I I just pointed all the fans in the wrong direction. I pointed like one, two, three, like four of them in and it only had an exhaust out the back. So I think I just never really, it never really circulated enough for it to be a problem. But I've got the exhaust pointing up towards me yeah, on right. this new computer with more airflow. So definitely noticing the difference. Uh, Jeremy, we're going we're gonna to talk about scary games, which I'm a little apprehensive about. And I don't know why, because we played the scary games, which was the Sorry, apprehension have you done the intro? No. Okay. I'm preambling. Oh, okay, right. I I thought you might have accidentally skipped it and just went straight into the topic. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just okay, I'm just right. cool, cool, cool. I'm just I'm, I'm also just, just making sure vamping. that I didn't accidentally zone out. 
that would be funny if you did. Yeah. No, 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 no intro, no, no intros yet. I was just, just, just commenting on how I was feeling appreh- apprehensive about this, this, this upcoming topic. But I, I really don't know why because I, I played the scary game, and that's it. It's done now. Yeah, like it, no more scary games. Well, just then it reminded me of there was a time I once like I, I, I think I spoke for about a minute and a half, and then I asked you a question, and you, your immediate response was. I'll be honest, I don't know what you just said. <laughs> Which is what I just felt for a moment because I, w- I was worried that I did I completely miss something. But that was so funny when that happened. I forgot I did that. Yeah, it was was that funny. on air? Yes. Was that on the podcast? Yes, it was. Oh, how professional of me. Well, speaking of professional, have a listen to this intro, everybody. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. We're going to talk about scary video games this week. Uh, before going into uh, talking about what other games we've been playing this week, including a lengthy discussion about my time with Gotham Knights. Uh, but before we get to that, a bit of housekeeping. Uh, if you wanted to catch us uh, every week to, as we do this show, uh, you can find this show on any podcast platform of your choice. You can uh, watch us as we record it live on Twitch at 5.30pm Australian Eastern uh, Daylight Time. And you can also find us on YouTube uh, if you want to watch the video on demand later on in the week when the whole show goes live, uh, you can catch us on all of those platforms. If you like what you're hearing, please give the show a positive rating wherever you are listening to us. And if you want to join us as we record the show, hang out in chat or, uh, well, yeah, that's what you could do when you join us live. You can hang out in chat. Yeah. Uh, we are live every Monday, 5.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time. As I said, that is at twitch.tv slash minimapau. Uh it's a really good time when we hang out with the chat. Uh, so, you know, we're live before we record the show and then in the break we hang out with the chat and then after the show we hang out with the chat. All those times, uh, you can also message us during the show as well. It's a really good time. Uh, be sure to keep up to date with us when we post a new episode or anything else for minimap.com.au. Uh, you can do that by going to the website itself, minimap.com.au. Minimap.com.au, did I say that wrong? Uh, did I say that wrong? I think I did. You can also go to Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and our Twitch accounts, all of them, at MinimapAU. Uh, you can find those there. Our YouTube as well, but it's a little hard to find. Um, oh, yeah, there's, like, the YouTube, like, handles thing happening. I'm trying to I'm trying to grab that for the website. Um, isn't that, like, what you can call your fans or something? Like, it's a handle for, for people who watch your thing, and then when they comment in someone else's channel, it'll be like, oh, they're a... They're an LTT member or like a... Oh, is that what it is? I didn't, I didn't pay attention because Handles only has ever meant one thing. And if they've decided to do something else with the name Handle, then man, fucking YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 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 like a, a title you can give to your fans that they can wear, that they can show off when they're in other channels. That's... Like that's, other Twitch streams, yeah. other, other live streams rather. Classic. Classic that company. The classic doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you can find all of our previous episodes on podcast services and YouTube uh, and on the website, including last week's episode where we ranked all of the Apex Legends legends right before the announcement of the new character Catalyst, uh, which I feel like if we'd done this topic three weeks, well, we probably wouldn't need more time with Catalyst. So yeah, we probably like, did it at the right time, but like, yeah, part of me is like, ah... Oh, yeah, we, we, I, I did, uh, it, it ended up just kind of being like a, a little bit more serendipitous in terms of its like actual relevance, um, which, which was funny. Um, mm. but yeah, like we, we would have needed to, to, pl- to get a better idea of Catalyst, I reckon. Yeah. But they look cool though. there is, oh, Catalyst looks amazing. And the, and there's going to be a new map. 
it's very exciting that there's an openly trans character in Apex. Mm. Um, although when you consider that uh, Bloodhound is non-binary, then they may consider themselves trans as well. We don't know. <laughs> there may, may be the second trans character in yeah. Apex Legends, but that's that's an exciting thing for people of that fan base, uh, us included. Mm. Uh, last bit of housekeeping here. Last couple of things. We just wanted to say thank you to Shook for letting us use the Moog Model D improv as the music for the minimap cast. You can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. And lastly, if you want to... Uh, uh, it, uh, I'm tripping over so many words right now. I don't know what's going on with me. Sorry. Final, final paragraph. Here we go. Yeah. Lastly, if you want to help keep the lights and mics on, you can throw $5 our way and become one of our patrons. Uh, it helps us to continue to do this. Uh, you can ask us questions to answer on the podcast, and it's as cheap as a latte with oat milk. You can do that by going to patreon.com slash minimapau. Uh, so, it's time to talk, time to talk Halloweeny. Halloweeny? Halloweeny. Uh, this is, this topic, you, you've kind of got the, the biggest idea of what we, you, you've got the vision for this topic. Yeah. It's like, can, it's like you're the voice, except it's, you're the vision. I can, I can, I can, I can, I can steer it. Um. And I'm going to try and understand it. Yeah. So, so last week. Uh, when we were deciding what should we do this week prior to this episode, I looked ahead and I was like, well, it's going to be Halloween roughly when this episode comes out. Why don't we, why don't we try and do a, a little, a little, a little scary, little Halloween-y thingy um, for the, to, to, <laughs> um, to like, you know, celebrate it. Um, as you can, as for the video, video viewers can notice. There are spiders attached to the wall behind me. Um, I literally didn't see those at all until you pointed them out. There's a little skeleton, which is much harder to see than I expected. Um, yeah. Yep. The, 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 the light behind it is completely uh, uh, disguising it. Um, but I know that Kerry doesn't like scary games. Uh-huh. And so I peer pressured you into playing a scary game. Um, uh-huh. And you... Did it, which I'm 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 glad about. I'm I'm glad and happy that you have done that. Um, oh man, you would have been so upset if I didn't. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> so I'm glad you did. Um. I mean I I mean I am too. I had a good time yesterday. Yeah. And and so so the game you played was Resident Evil Eight. Um. Yeah. And I was thinking I was tossing up between two and eight in the end. But yeah. I uh, think I've seen more of two overall. I also think two is look the two is scary, but it's not like it's not like. Eight has horror moments, whereas two is just like intense. Um, yeah, and like that over the shoulder, that sort of Resident Evil Four style that they made it be when they remade it um, is much more actiony than something like Resident Evil Seven or Eight, which feels like it's much more inspired by PT uh, than anything else. Yeah, like it's all like it's all claustrophobic, and you know, it being in first person, and it being like just genuinely like a lot slower in terms of its yep. its, its combat um, makes it uh, a, a bit more intense that way. Um, but uh, when you said you were playing Resident Evil Eight, I was very excited, and then and then you decided to stream a bunch of it. Um, how how was how was the first? Uh, we're going to go into some some some. First big chunk of first and second big chunks of Resident Evil Eight. Um, yeah, spoilers. Four-ish hours or so. Yeah. Um, how did you feel while doing 
the 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 castle section, the vampire section of Resident Evil Eight, Kerry. How did I feel? Um, it was interesting. I feel like I understood the section mechanically really quickly. Yeah. To the point where um I wasn't too worried as soon as the like the whole thing with the the castle is you're walking around and you're like oh this is scary and it's like oh here's Lady Domitresque as her name is said apparently and like she's tall and like I don't know I'm not meant to be there so she's a bit annoyed with me and then and her three daughters who are all made out of bugs for some reason um cause cause Resident Evil uh and and they all they, and once you like get introduced to them, once you find them, they start chasing you, um, and you'll be like walking through the main uh, area of the of the castle, and it'll be like, oh, one of them will like float down in front of you and appear and be like, oh, I'm gonna eat your flesh because I'm a horny vampire lady and I'm so gonna kill you right now. Yeah. Um. And pretty quickly, it's like, oh, I'm gonna run the other way, and they don't actually give chase for that long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they give chase in certain rooms, um, but like yeah. you know, they're vampires; they can't go out into the sun, and it is daytime. Um, and totally, there are some like areas that they just can't get through. Um, and so it would be that I would run into one and be like, "I either need to get there, so I'm gonna run back and wait for you to come towards me, and then I'm gonna run around you and go through where I was trying to get to, or maybe I don't know where I'm meant to be. Let me pause the game and look at my map, plan my route." And then unpause the game and go there immediately, which was usually where I needed to go, which usually meant that they left me alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it, it's a pretty well designed section in terms of like, it's like a pretty yeah. well paced like escape room. Yeah. yeah, definitely. It like it. I think it feels a bit less linear than it actually is, but there are so many doors that are locked that like you pretty yeah. quickly go. I tried that. I can't get through there. Or oh, there's a symbol on my map because this has got a certain lock. I just got that key. I'll go there next. Yeah. Oh, I tried to go there and it's locked on this side, so I have to go in through the other building. Oh, Lady D's at the top of the stairs in this building. That's really scary. Yeah. So I think the, the biggest the biggest scares I had in that section, in the castle specifically, were in, uh, relating to uh, I quote-unquote jump scares, right? Yeah. Like sudden moments that I wasn't expecting. Like sure. uh, when you're in the sort of dungeon bit, uh, there's times where there are monsters that jump up out of a pool of blood and uh, other times where something falls from the ceiling or... Or when she cuts yeah, your like hand I off. Said before. Oh, yeah, when you go to open the... the there's a there's a handle and you, you get it like 90% of the way there and it's just sliced off instantly and you yep. have to run away from it and circle back to it. Yeah, pick up your hand and keep going. And then reattach it on the elevator, which miraculously reattaches the the sleeve to yeah. itself too. It fixes your clothes. Yeah, yeah, it's good, right? It's so strange. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It's a. I like that it's like a canonized healing, though. Like that he can with sustain this much damage is part of the canon. It's not just like he's got plot armor. It's like no, he has. He can heal a lot. Yeah, because of his history in Resident Evil Seven, and also the the green juice you make is quite potent. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's um, cool. I really like that. And so um, you you were playing this on stream. Um, yes, which which I said that was easy mode. Yeah, you um, said I was cheating a little bit. Yeah, which which I like. I don't I don't necessarily like you know like I was I was I was I was I was you know poking fun a like, little bit. Um, but it does make it I think 
a bit more palatable. Um, a little bit Definitely. less, bit less scary. You're joking around. You got chat going. You got you got a camera on you, um, and you have something to to take away just how scary everything might be. Totally. Um, which is also how you played Soma. Um, you you. It's the only way I played Soma. Yeah, and also how it's you funny. played Echoes Soma of the Eye. <laughs> yes, Jeremy. I, I really I really struggled with Echoes of the Eye. Mm-hmm. We were, when we um when we finished playing last night, so I played up until the end of uh, Castle Dumitresk last night on stream, mm-hmm. and then we went away. We watched you play a bit of Scorn, which we'll get to uh, a bit later. Yeah, and on 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 your stream, and then Sam and I circled back and we played through the uh, the Dollhouse, uh, the Beneviento yeah. uh, section um, on our own, but. Yeah, we just, when we finished that section, Sam was like, uh, "What's what's the out of ten? What was how how scary was that?" And I said, "Strong six or seven yeah. out of out of 10. Uh And Sam was like, "Oh, what would be a 10? I was like, "I was like, Soma was pretty scary." And they're like, oh, "I don't think that was a ten. And I was like, "Oh no, out of wilds." For me, that was that was a ten, and which is weird because it's it's not gory, it's no. not it's not like even like existential horror. I mean, it, it, it's kind of tragic in the way that many parts of that game are but that's not the scary part but man they, they don't even like fucked me up yeah they don't even like kill you in that in that game it's just like a it's just a it's just a short punishment yeah but it fucked me up so much <laughs> um yeah and so then then you played the the dollhouse section the yeah. the silent hill section the the PT section. Yeah. Yeah. This section is interesting. And because you it starts folding in like hallucinations of um Ethan's wife into the into the fold as well. Mm-hmm. Which is because we just saw her get shot at the start of the game. Spoilers. Yeah. Um and, and right from the start, it's very funny. I've seen I've I've watched like I, when that game came out, it was not that long after uh, the next gen started, right? It was within six months. Yeah. And so I was watching graphics comparisons and they would show parts of the opening 10 minutes, which is really not very long before your wife gets shot, your baby gets stolen and you get taken somewhere else and you wake up in a ditch at the at the outskirts of this village. Uh, and I'm like, wow, this seems like a lot to happen. And it's a lot that they show you too, but... It's so clear that something is off as soon as you start the game. Like, yeah. there's so much that they're not telling you. Yes. It's like, okay, something's wrong here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so how was, what, what, how was the dollhouse? How was the dollhouse? It was, it was interesting. It was interesting. And, and I, I, I just want to be very clear. I pushed for Kerry to play this off stream yeah. later in the night on the big projector. Yeah, 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 definitely. And like I I think you're right too. Um I also think that I I remember from like 18 months ago when you and June played this and spoke about it on the podcast how much you spoke about the the dollhouse being the the one that fucked you guys up the most. Yeah. Um and so I was kind of I was I was expecting a lot, I think. Uh and I think when when we finished the house, we walked out. Sam was like, "How how was that? What do you reckon?" I'm like, "You know, that was pretty intense, but I think it was better than I was expecting." Um, and I think what made it really, you know, I'm going in there with such a a 
not a game developer mindset, but a a uh, an experienced mindset. Yeah. That when I go in and I see these cupboards, I open it, and it's like, oh, weird. There's nothing in there. And Sam says, "Can you go in?" And I can. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> there's a hiding mechanic that i have to use yeah what am i gonna do and i immediately i start i start thinking of amnesia and i start thinking of soma in other ways and those kind of hide and seek sections which i'm really not a fan of or like the the five nights at freddy's sections where you're like when you're not just a person in a room where you're actually on foot um and really, I, I I think I only had to use one of those hiding sections one time. It was only yeah, right. one time I had to actually use it. And then I used it and and the thing came and went away. And when I came back, it was just nowhere to be found. And I got, got to go where I wanted to. And other times I could just run away if I got confronted and go go the, the second route. Yeah. Um But the 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 tension and the uh the not knowing what was about to happen before any monsters turn up in that house was it was pretty amazing um yeah we we open you open the door and you walk in and it's a pretty well kept front few rooms in the house in the kind of a oh there's a doll over there that's kind of creepy and like oh there's just a bucket of apples over there that's kind of weird yeah um in a, in a in like you know thematic with with the village but you know it's quite an ornate house it's well it's well kept compared to everything else and Sam was like, oh, this is weird because I clearly, I, I like this. I walked in here and I'm finding it quite homely, Sam specifically. Uh, and then you, you go further and the wallpaper starts peeling. And then, and then there's, an, a, there's just an old service elevator in the back of the room and it goes down. Yeah. And like it, it gets more and more messed up. And then you walk into the infirmary and there's a, a wooden mannequin version of your dead wife. And you start like popping off its limbs to get like, keys and clues and you have to find tweezers to pull something out of her mouth and so, so sam was dming there's me a while. well in the basement and so, so sam was dming me while you were playing and yep. they were like so we got up to the dollhouse uh but we're only up to the start where the house actually looks fucking cool like this house is my vibe and then yeah. two minutes later they go oh no and then oh no <laughs> mm-hmm. uh it goes quite sour quite quickly yeah, it does. A lot of, in classic fashion, I think though, when when you when you're playing a game like this or you're being introduced to a new area or something like that, it it happens in a way that there's a lot of tension and build up. Yeah. Before anything actually happens, and you just don't know when the when the when the shoe's gonna drop. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the shoe does eventually drop, and the big, uh, like bear-sized fetus starts crawling around in the basement. Uh, shoes drop, surely. I'm g- I don't know. If I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I'm not well-versed enough to know. The, the shoe falls, the penny, the penny, the penny flies. The shoe fits, Above Gary. the farthing. Oh, the shoe fits. That's a good point. Um, so, so the, so yeah, the bear-sized fetus starts crawling around and screaming at you. Yeah. Um, Crying at you. Yeah, it's it's quite confronting because it's like in a red corridor, so you have to run around. And by the by this time, you've explored basically the whole basement, and and it's and you're starting to get the run around of like go here to do this, to do that, to do this, to do that. And it's like oh, there's a doll in the corner of the room, and then you come back, it's like oh, the doll's gone. That's really scary. Yeah. 
but yeah, once the 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 fetus was scary, but yeah, there was only one section where I had to hide. And and then when I and then it came and we wa- we waited and we watched, and it was loud and slick and thumping around. Yeah. And then we walk outside and it's left blood everywhere. It's so gross. Yes. Um. And I kept doing this thing where I I, st- I kept trying to run with uh, L one, which I which I think is the run button in Last of Us. Right. right. <laughs> but it's your it's your guard button in Resident Evil. So Ethan keeps like throwing up his hands when I keep trying to make him run. Oh, it's a pretty horrific thing. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to watch. Um, oh my god. <laughs> anyway, so um, you you get to the dolls. How are the dolls? The dolls were interesting. It was very quick. You you go back upstairs. And there's way more, like, dolls in that house. And then the main, like, bride doll called, like, Angie, I think. Yeah. Um, who's, like, screaming at you and wants to do a riddle. And you have to run around this top floor, which isn't too big, find her three times, while all the other dolls in the house start giggling. And more vibrating. And, more, and, and vibrating, oscillating. Their heads start going, like, in a really uncanny uncanny way and it's yeah. the kind of thing of like oh this sucks i gotta run i gotta i gotta find yeah. her i gotta find her quick i gotta go um we didn't fail it, it was, i didn't really feel like i was in that much danger and then it was over it was over really quickly i i think it took us less than an hour to do the whole section yeah right um so yeah it was good in the end but something i at my in, my impression at the end of the day of this game was that it did feel a bit like a campy action game at its core yeah uh, it, it, I've I've described it many times as a Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, as, as a good thing. That is that violence. is a, that is a that is a that is a positive way I'm describing it. It's it is. That's what it's. Yeah, that's what it's going for. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, like like when I played like the that dollhouse section, like the the two things that really scared me the most was being in the room with the mannequin that you have to take apart. Um, yeah. Only because I was just so unsure that whole time that that thing wasn't going to get up and try and kill me. Um, oh, totally. And like, there were a lot of really long corridors between it and where you had to go each time. And it was like, oh, this, you, you're stuck for things to do. Maybe walk back down this really long corridor again. And I was yeah. like, I don't want to. Yeah. Um, that and like the first time, like every doll in the house started to vibrate as they would attack me. Like that was, that was fun. Like, you know, you get over that quite quickly because it's like, it's the same thing every time. But, like, the first time you see all those fucking things and they start shaking and just, like, more and more aggressively, it was like, oh, yeah. like, fucking one fear. Like, I need to get the hell out of here. Um, mm-hmm. So, you played, like, the, like th- that is the scariest part of the game. Um, like, there are still scary parts in that game, yeah. um, but that is, like, that is the most horror section. Like, there's no combat, all that stuff, right? Um Comparing it to uh, Soma and comparing it to um, Echoes of the Eye and the Wilds, are those are like are, th- are those the the only other horror games you've played? Did you have, did you ever play Amnesia, Cry of Fear? I did play Amnesia. Sam okay. and I played that a bit together. Um, we didn't get that far. We got like an hour and a half, two hours in, and um, we took a break at that point because that's like you know a decent chunk of time. And I think we play. I think we played it one more time, but we never, we never really went back. We we never really felt that compelled to 
go back. I don't think Sam and I got that much out of like both of us sitting by the computer with me on the keyboard and yeah. like. And I, also, Amnesia came out at a very different time. <laughs> yes, it did. It did. And so we we just yeah, we we never we we just kind of drifted away from from that plan. Yeah. Um. Gradually. So it was, but that was scary. Uh, Soma is definitely the one I've played the most of that is like that, and I really enjoyed it in a in a way, but like not because of those scary sections. I think of you remember when you get like thrown into that like subway, and you got to crawl around and with those like red lights. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And you got to crawl in some of the some of the vents that are like you know like twenty centimeters tall, and you could fit in them for some reason, and like like there's some really spooky shit but and 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 also like the 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 creature in the in the sunken ship like and like all the random stuff towards the end like it's it's a it's a really intense game but it's it's really interesting like like philosophically and like yeah yeah psychologically yeah like narratively that game is like really quite good um yeah and like conceptually the things that you're dealing with this organic matter that's trying to be digital, that's trying to digitize and has become corrupted, like, physically and biologically and, like, technologically is quite fascinating. So then, um, how come with the Echoes of the Eye, what paralyzed you while playing that game? I don't know what it was so much about that. I think I think because when you did get caught in Echoes of the Eye, um, it, was, it, was, it was quite shocking every time. Um, like the visual and audio stimulus each time you get caught in Echoes of the Eye was so intense. Uh, like the, the, the there's kind of like a, a shrieking that happens. The movement of the creatures that that catch you is is so uncanny and quite intimidating. They're very tall and they move so fast and you can't see them until you can, and then they are right there, right in your face. Um, this, yeah, there's something about that that really fucks me up. Like, sometimes I'll think, I'll just be like, oh, yeah, I remember Echoes of the Eye. And then I remember that time where there's a moment where you can turn all the lights out in the village. And then you hear all of the inhabitants of the village go like, and, and, and and you hear all of their elevators go, go down. Yeah. Because they start protecting this one area. It's like, that's where I need to go though. Yeah. I need, I need, I need to get there. (laughs) <laughs> like there's such a sense of dread in that in that game um in in a way that I think is too much it, it was too much for me and for others it probably isn't you know it's not bloody it's not horror so it's fine but I found them so intimidating um every time whereas this like I kind of once I saw the once I saw the 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 bear fetus baby, bear sized fetus baby, it's kind of like I understood it at that point, and I'm mm. like, okay, you're not that fast. Uh, I'm gonna walk you around this side of the desk, and then I'm gonna run around the other way. Like I, I just kind of understood these. I understood, but I was, I was scared of them. I didn't like. I thought they were beautiful creatures that I was terrified by. Yeah, it was, and and the other thing is they really sold my um my fear of them prior to confronting them one-to-one because you see the slides of how they came to be in the solar system and 
how things ended up the way they were on the space station. And it's just and like a tragic that- story. <laughs> So tragic, right? But there's this moment where they're quite they're quite beautiful creatures and they have this beautiful civilization. Spoilers for Echoes of the Eye. I really recommend you play it if you haven't yet. Um, I'm, I'm going to keep going in a bit more detail. Um, but yeah, then there's that moment where they're like, oh, we, we, we spent everything to come here and it was for nothing. Yeah. And you see them turn on the slides and the music plays. And that is absolutely haunting. Like... Those slides of them being filled with unmitigated rage for the circumstances, for, for misunderstanding what they thought was a benevolent sign and and being so upset at what has happened. Mm. Like, that sets the stage, that sets the scene for when you do finally meet them. So, yeah, I, 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 I can't say, I don't think it is going to be nearly anyone else's like scariest thing who has played all of those games but yeah for me it just it messes me up do you now that so now that you've done like i'm gonna say i'm gonna go out on a limb and say out of wilds echoes of the eye it's a different kind of horror um in terms of um it is it is a it is not about violence and it is not about um it is not even really about fear of the unknown. It's 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 almost like a fear of the dark. Um, yeah, uh, yep. which which it's a different fear. It's it's almost like a more childlike fear. Um, and I I think like the 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 style of that game plays into it a bit more. Um, with like it's just its general art direction and it's it's more simplicity in its in its um, uh, graphics. Um, in in the sense that it's not less it's not it's not a realistic looking game like Resident Evil is, um, mm. but you know a lot of a lot of horror games do go for realism often because they want to capture something that could be realistically happening to you, um, with outliers. I guess like the Five Nights at Freddy's franchise is, is is an outlier where that game doesn't look realistic, but that game is still very scary. A lot of it is jump scares, but like the actual like intensity of that game inside of its own style. Um, and similar, I guess, to like Hello Neighbor, where like that game is, is like yeah. it's, it's pretty freaky and it's it's cartoony, but it's because it is all within this universe. Um, yeah. And th- I think both of those games also definitely play into childhood fear type, type scenarios. Um, would you be now that you have experienced Soma, which you quite liked, even though it was quite scary, and Resident Evil, that is, you know, a horror action game, would you be more interested in, in going to some more generic-ish horror games like, uh, I'm not sure what they would be like. Maybe like a like a like Phasmophobia or Dead by Daylight or. Um, oh yeah, those multiplayer shenanigans ones are interesting, right? Because like, there's always yeah, it's, it's a different a multiplayer layer. to sort of take the edge off a bit. Yeah. Um, well, theoretically, there's there's some hilarious clips of phasmophobia of people freaking the hell out. Sure, but um, like even something maybe like um, the Evil Within two or uh, some of the other games of that of that style, like like a Plague Tale, perhaps. So interestingly enough, I actually played the first two hours of both Plague Tale games a couple of weeks ago for work. Um, I know they're more stealth games than they are horror games, but. Yeah, I would equate them more to like they're they're much more similar to like a Last of Us game than anything else. You know, it's right. kind of like instead of 
modern day zombies, it's medieval plague. Yeah, right. And and so you come up against villages where you know society's falling and they're and they're unhappy. And so it's it's the kind of thing of like, oh, are we more afraid of the rats or are we more afraid of the people? And like, it's it's definitely the rats. Um, uh, but yeah, I I think from playing yesterday, I'm definitely sold on trying more Resident Evil, which is an idea I've been kicking around for ages anyway. Yeah. Um, but eight did a great job of selling me on trying more Resident Evil. I'm curious how you'll go with seven. Seven is more scary. That's what I've heard. That's what I've. That's what I thought. Um, but other games, I don't know, man. Like, PT. Like, if I'm just sitting there on my own, like, it's not like I could just go, like, oh, I haven't played enough of Into the Breach. I should try that. And then, like, that's one Saturday afternoon, and then, like, I've got the next day free as well, and it's Sunday afternoon, and I'm like, oh, you know what I feel like doing? I feel like pissing my pants. Let Give me, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not something I, I gravitate towards. It's yeah. not a... It can be fun, and it is a unique... It is a unique style of, of storytelling and, in, and uh, engaging with a story. So, so then maybe, you know, a, maybe a different question just to, just to interrupt you quickly is, are you now maybe going to be more interested in a horror game that you might not have been in the past because it was a horror game? You know, if, if a game comes around that is now more on the scary side, which you, which yeah. might have initially put you off, is that now less of a barrier to entry now that you know? Like, if people are talking about like a game of the year contender, that is something like that. Sure, yeah. And like, you know, are you now more interested in like the new Silent Hill, not not the remake of two, but like you know whatever the next one is going to be, which is probably going to be like a first person game. Honestly, no. No, Silent Hills never grabbed me, and and this presentation happened this last week where they announced eight hundred things for it, and on and I didn't even bother looking up a like a recap. I was just like, I heard they announced a lot of stuff, and but that was about that, as much as my interest was. Is that because of Silent Hill, or is that because it's like the the genre that you don't play? Oh, both. I think it's like right. oh, foggy, foggy town is mystery is spooky, pyramid head sword, uh, spooky. I like I. I, uh, I, yeah, right. it doesn't it just doesn't do much for me i guess right like so yesterday you were playing scorn and i was glad i was watching you play it because i i found the the the, the gameplay to be when i was watching it, i was like i don't think i'd enjoy playing this but like even just looking at it it was like it's interesting and i want to see more about it which i got to do by watching your stream but like my impressions when i see it for the first time it's like i want to see more about it but not enough to really invest in it either time or energy wise, like especially not money. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean like, you know, Game Pass, but like yeah. Game it's, Pass and all that, yeah. Yeah, score like we'll go into Scorn later when, when we go into what I've been playing. Cause like I, I initially was gonna include that in my in my horror game in, in this segment, is in like the like the horror game segment. But as I played it, like Scorn is not a horror game. Um in, in that in that same regard. It is a body horror game, but it is not a scary horror game. Yeah. Um but we'll, we'll we'll get there. But yeah, okay. That's like interesting. Like I'm I I, I I kind of hoped that you would be more keen to do more horror because of this experience. But look, I mean at the I, very least, you're more keen to do more Resident Evil, which is good. Yeah, totally. And like I feel like I wanted to be more keen on it too. Honestly. Like I wanted to come out enjoying it. And like I think I might 
if if a horror game came up while we were doing a game club or something like that, if it came up again, I'd be more down for it. But you know, that was the thing that got me playing Soma in the first place. Like, it's not like that kept me away from it. Yeah. Um, well, a, a, perhaps a, a, an adjacent question: Are you now more interested in watching horror films or TV shows that are more no, directly scary? Ah, yeah, that's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm about the same on those in that I know they can get really fucked up. Like, either, like, super violent or super, like, troubling. And it just doesn't, it just doesn't excite me. I mean, there are non-fucked up and troubling horror films. There are ones that are just Sh- plain scary. Yeah. Yeah, it really doesn't do it for me. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Okay. Let me, let me, let me ask you this one thing. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Thank you, thank you for getting that. Yeah. Uh, what what is it about something like a phasmophobia or a Outlast or you know games of this ilk or what you thought Scorn might be? What is it about it that does entice you? So I'm still I'm still getting into horror, you know, because I've avoided it for a long time as well because I did not enjoy it. But when I pushed myself, there was a level of it. it it's the PUBG conundrum, right? It's the like okay. ch- chasing that like that intense moment of like like overcoming, but also just like the adrenaline, the excitement, and the 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 emotional um the, like the, it just genuinely making me feel a really intense emotion, whether it is it is dread or whether it is fear or whether it is like just like like anxiety ish, um, like one 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 of the best films I've seen over the past few years was a film called uh, Prisoners um, from uh, Villeneuve, uh, which has got like it's got like Hugh Jackman and it's got Jake Gyllenhaal, um, and it was like a really intense thriller that like was like a very like genuinely quite fucked up story, um, but the thriller aspect of it was so like dread inducing that I like I was I was gripped it was it was gripping um yeah that you know like a lot of the time it's like stakes and it's and it's emotion and it's you know when you when you connect with characters and they are they feel an emotion that is genuine you feel that emotion as well um and that's really exciting um right and horror can do that really beautifully sometimes um, without it. Like sometimes it's manipulative, um, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes it is like, sometimes it can be done in a really beautiful, um, genuine way. Um, like I'm not super here for uh, watching like the paranormal activities, for example. Um, but okay. I would be more keen to watch like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Um or, um, like malignant, or like like I like I, I watched I watched the Babadook a couple of years ago, and that movie was fucking terrifying. I cannot tell okay. you how absolutely dreadfully terrifying it was. One because the the ghost demon thing in that movie was dreadfully scary, and the other thing was the themes in that film were really intense and really really personal themes. Right. Um, and it came together in this 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 wonderful spectacle of of like pure terror, um, 
that while I don't particularly want to watch that film again, because because of how intense it was, I'm glad that I've seen it. Yeah, um, that's kind of how I feel about Soma at the end of the day, although I do think about going back to it because I think it, it's a bit more spread out, you know, it's a bit, it's got its lulls and its its ebbs and flows um, rather than something that just builds for two hours. Yeah, like 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 the Babadook like was too scary for me at that moment, I guess, to the point that like going back would like like does scare me to go back and watch it again. Um but yeah, like Soma Soma I really enjoyed the frights. Um like the yeah. l- the lulls were great, but the frights were like, yeah, like these are these are well earned frights. Yeah. Yeah, so. it's fascinating. It's fascinating. It, it's well worn territory, but like what is it about us that makes us want to do this? <laughs> oh, you know, that makes a- that makes us want to make these. That makes us want to watch them f- to, for enjoyment. You know, uh, it's just the, the the emotional desire to to be challenged and excited, right? Like it's it like you know, like horror is a challenging um, you know genre at times. You know, like like sometimes it makes you confront things you don't want to confront. Like you know, mm-hmm. what is behind that door? Like, I don't know. And that mm. scares the living daylights out of you sometimes. Um, yeah. it's, why I, it's why I didn't get very far in Resident Evil 7 and I want to go back and do it because there was a door that I just did not want to go to. Oh, man. And because there was something on the other side and when I got really yeah. close, that something stopped making sound and I gave the controller to June and they gave the controller back to me and so we turned off the PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's got there's so many sounds in that game. There's so many like, oh, you're in a you're in a, a hut and you don't know whether whether there's something on the roof or something beside you or something under you, and it's just sounds and it's yep. like crashing or like a growl or rubble yep. or like a door closing. There's always something happening. Yes. in whatever room you're in, next to the room that you're in. Yep, always. Yeah. Well, Jeremy, do you feel we thoroughly dissected my brain? Do you think yeah. do you think we understand now? I reckon so. That's impressive. I didn't know if we'd get there. <laughs> yeah. It was um Yeah, I am keen to get back to more Resident Evil. Mm, it's great. It's like a really great game. Yeah. I'll definitely be streaming more of it. Um Sam's in the chat saying, Was it in Soma where the monster disappeared in front of you and you stopped being scared of it? Yes, Sam. There yeah. was a glitch in Soma where I watched the the monster despawn, uh, where I shouldn't have been able to see it, and I I, I watched it disappear, uh, and all of a sudden I understood how the the monster worked mechanically, and I could use that to my advantage because I was like, oh, you you get close, run away, disappear for a few seconds to give me some breathing room, and then you come back to to scare me again. Yeah. And so I was like, I can work with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, it made me laugh my ass off when it happened because it was so funny. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, the uh, you're right, Sam. Like the the unknown is is a is a lot. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, then how do you, how how do you describe the echoes of the eye where it's just terrifying, and I know what they are, and I'm just terrified. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're going to kick it to a break now. Uh, so stick with us, everyone who's in chat and we can, we can keep talking all things Resident Evil, uh, Resident Evil 8. If you want to hear more about Scorn, uh, Jeremy and Jeremy's time with it, 
Um, it was quite it was quite the time last night, which which you were streaming. <laughs> yeah. And uh, also my time with Gotham Knights and a few other things. Uh, then stick around. We're going to tell you all about all of those things once we get back from the break. Uh, we'll be right back. I got pasta. I had pasta before this. I'm probably just going to have some corn chips when I finish. Corn chips are good. Maybe some cheese. Ooh. All right. Ready? (laughs) (laughs) Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. We've been discussing all sorts of things, including food we'll have after the show. When I told Jeremy I might put cheese on my corn chips, he w- he made the sound of, ooh, ooh. <laughs> and then he brought us in from the break. I might I might leave that in. Ooh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk about what we've been playing this week. A uh, bit of a bit of a bit of a bit of a week of of relatively new releases. I'm I'm all pent up with with my impressions on the latest outing in Gotham. I've been playing this game for ages. Can't wait to talk about it, but I am going to wait to talk about it because following on from our horror discussion, it's good to talk about Scorn, which is Jeremy what you were going to play for our previous topic before as you were playing it, you realized it kind of wasn't as applicable as you thought it would be. Yeah. Tell us what tell us how you thought about it. So I played Scorn on stream yesterday. And yeah, let Sam and I watched you the whole time. And let me tell you, that game is fleshy. So fleshy. When we talk about games, Kerry, when, yes. we, when we talk about games with a lot going on, we might use the phrase, it's quite a meaty game. Now, let me <laughs> tell you, in this context, it is a, not quite a meaty game, but in the other context, what a meaty game. In so much meat. So much flesh. meat, so much flesh, so many body parts. So, so many liquids, mu- so much blood. Very wet, a lot of blood, a lot of other fluids from bodies, mm. and quite a lot of genitalia referential looking pieces of mass that is made out of bio what just a odd fucking game i tried to explain this to some of my co-workers while i was at work today and it was just okay so (laughs) the i'm glad you had some practice (laughs) yeah the um the game itself it's a it's a puzzle game in a disgusting flesh world um, where you're a freaky little guy um, with a gun that, like, just... You, it, the entire premise of the game is, what if I put things where they shouldn't be put in um, and, uh-huh. and, and, and do puzzles um, from, from, from there on out? Uh, I don't know what my goal is in that game. It throws you immediately in. There is no preamble there is no dialogue there is no characters aside from you um it is just like time to be in flesh hell um Mm -hmm. when 
there was a part where I was playing the game um, where the the very first puzzle that 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 you do is like a I think the way Sam described it was like a, like the car parking puzzle where you just got to move cars and buses out of the way so you can then let the car out of the car park um, on a mm. on a grid. Um, it, it was kind of like that. Um, I want to say the puzzle needed a little bit more to give you what to do because I think it it was it was maybe a little bit too immediately abstract. Um, I figured it out, but it like I was sort of sitting there going like, "What am I doing?" Um, yeah, you got pretty actively frustrated pretty quickly, which seemed fair enough from what we were looking at. Like you know, like I was playing it up, but I was also like trying to. I was also just genuinely trying to figure out what I was meant to do. Um, mm. I, I did indeed figure it out, and I'm glad because then I could, then I progressed onwards. Um, the, the point of this is, after you finish that puzzle, you get a like a, a like an egg, and the egg breaks like a, quite a large egg, like maybe like a meter and a half. Um, once that egg breaks, there is just like a body inside of it, but not like a not like a what a body that you might imagine in your brain looks like. What if it was just like a round mass that had arms and legs coming out of where they shouldn't necessarily be, and the head is there and it's c- kind of like crying and like not crying, crying, but like yelling like grunting. and grunting, yeah, like groaning and uncomfortable. Well, it was a, it's a very uncomfortable being that was hatched from such egg. And it was like it was like a beetle. It was like a beetle, but then underneath the like carapace, someone had just stuffed a human in there. So spoilers for the game inside, but it was like imagine if the final thing from inside wasn't like a million bodies, but like singular. Um, mm. it, it was like that, and then you put it in a pram and you push it around, and like I've yeah. got my head in my hands, going like, "What is this game?" And then I put it. It was really cute for a minute, though. It's like, oh, he's gonna it was, go. It was quite go sweet. Walkies. I was, you know, like I, like I, I, I put him in his in his little cot, and I pushed him, and then I pushed him in front of a machine that horrifically added this mechanical device to the back of his head, and then he was just yelling and yeah, uncomfortable. And it was blood. It was. It was. It was horrific, right? And then after that, I found a machine just prior to that, actually, which was just like the same shape where this egg fella would have been put and then a giant saw blade came and and would have sawed his face directly and like his body and everything and I was like oh my god I have to put this fucking guy in the saw blade machine and I didn't and I don't know what that was for but after that I put the mach- in I put the little scorn fella in a different machine that killed him and so I could have his arm, and then it I grabbed- killed him. But like, like, like with an ice cream scoop, though it would just it like harvested him with like a, <laughs> and and then like I put his arm in a machine that I, that you shouldn't put arms in to open a door and continue on. And the entire thing was so gross and disgusting and and fleshy, so meaty. What a meaty fucking game that was. Yeah, and then. There was a lot more puzzles like that. Um, this game's yeah, art- you went from frustrated with the car parking puzzle to to yeah, as you said, like head in hands. It's like, what did I do? Yeah, and it was like it was a very very intense, gross, visceral game. You know, there was there was like a the, there's this like uh, lizard creature um, that was on the wall that was. Um, 
like it was like taunting me and it stole my gun at some point and there were like these other like flesh eggs that I got put into a wall and there were these floating bugs that would like fertilize things and there was just like there's like a lot going on um and so many things to insert into other things yeah and like a lot of the things that were happening on screen were just just very very gross. It's a very gross game. I, th- I think it, I think its direction is quite strong, um, and and I do I do appreciate like the the minimalistic UI that goes along with it. Um, it's like it it's very um, I don't know. It makes you very uncomfortable a lot of the time. Yeah. I, I, I it's not too long. I do want to go back and finish it, but I I, I don't really enjoy the combat at all. Um, like once I started to have to fight enemies, I was like, I didn't like, that wasn't fun and I don't know how to get health back. And then I restarted a checkpoint with one health and I'm like, fuck like this, that shouldn't be the case. Um, yeah, that might honestly kill it for me. Um, if I can't get yeah, through that you section. Were, you were really quickly done after that last night, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Um, it's. It's cool, and I like what they're going for. Um, I think that like 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 you looked up the length while I was while I was streaming, and it's like five and a half hours or so. I think that's yeah, a like good. No longer than yeah, like th- there's no collectibles, there's no like optional dialogue, there's no dialogue at all. There's there's barely cutscenes. Um, I don't know if I can get through the the if I can get through the. Um, um, the combat sections without really having to try that much because I, I don't really I don't particularly want to replay sections in this game. I kind of just want to get through it and see what it is for what it is. Um, yeah. But after then, like I don't know, it it's neat and cool. I don't really think it's gonna stand up for a long time. I think it's got really good audio and the visuals are pretty neat, and it's a cool study in like, hey, we can make games that look like this. Um, yeah. But like, it's not like it's it's fun to be reacting to something like this. But I, like, I feel like I re- wouldn't really enjoy this game if I wasn't streaming it. Um, yeah, so. I I I got that impression as well. Like like I said earlier in the in the show, like I watching it, I was like, I don't think I'd enjoy playing this. I'm enjoying watching someone else play it and freaking out and talking about it and yes. all of that. But like. It's the kind of thing where at that point you, it, it doesn't kind of matter what the stimulus is at that point if the company's good enough. So, um, yeah, it's a very singular game. It has quite the vision and quite the focus. I've never seen like a first-person puzzle game like this that wasn't like Portal. This so, like, isn't any, anywhere near the level of Portal, though. Is the thing like the puzzles aren't as clever or as engaging as that? I don't think there were some ones like around the like the 2010, 2015 era. Like there was games like The Ball, um, like Talos Principle, I guess, kind of um, Cube. Yeah, Cube. Like like they they do exist, but this one is is quite deliberately off-putting. Um, mm. That I think is interesting. Like look, they've really swung for something, and I think they have. They've come pretty close to to achieving what they went out to intend to make, um, and I enjoy the world. I guess, like conceptually, as like a really gross thing. Um, it's it, it's the closest thing that I've seen to a video game that 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 like will capture the feeling of watching like pimple popping videos. I guess. Yay. Um. 
I think it's neat. Finally, my 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 biggest gaming dreams have been realized. Yeah, right. Look, I I, I think it's neat. I I think this game is a good length, and I think it's worth trying on Game Pass to see if you enjoy this kind of thing. But if you don't, like someone in my chat doesn't, then like it, you you will immediately know if you want to play this game or not by just googling it. Um, yeah. And if you won't, then you probably won't enjoy it. And like, that's kind of it. <laughs> like, there's no, there's, there's no, maybe I'll enjoy it. Maybe I won't. There is like, yeah, I'll play it and like enjoy the visuals or I won't enjoy the videos and I probably shouldn't play it. Yeah. Yep. It's pretty clear cut like that, isn't it? Yeah. And it's that, uh... nothing wrong with that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I hope it does well for what it is. I hope it has its audience. Yeah, and like for the most part, the puzzles were pretty well designed. Like once I figured out what that puzzle was, like I it was it was fun to work out how to do it because I got stuck and I was then trying to work it out and I got it. The other puzzles pretty fun. Um, the 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 walking around different areas of like you know, like oh this this key now can open this door and then I can go through here and then I've got this other machine which allows these these mechanical things to go through here. Like that stuff is fun and felt pretty natural and I I enjoyed being in the spaces as a three D space. Um, because the the mind maps that I was building were fun to build because they they have some some tricky geometry which allows you to to get from point A to point C in a different way than you expected. Um, mm-hmm. But the the style of the game very visceral. <laughs> yeah, definitely, and so. it was. It, I already said so, but it was so fun watching you comprehend how this was making you feel, <laughs> yeah. and comprehend what the game was asking you to do. Yeah, that, it was. It was. It's fun to. It's fun to react to that game. It's. It's. It's a pretty fun game to, to have a have just a like, put my head in my hands. I can't believe what the fuck I'm seeing, kind of thing. Yeah, totally. Uh, well. In the same vein of uh, of scorn, not at all. Uh, we're going to talk about Gotham Knights. Um, uh, this is a game I've put. I don't even know. Probably twenty twenty five hours into maybe maybe a bit less than that. A lot though, more than more than a dozen, handily more than a dozen hours into this game, uh, for for work over the last couple of weeks. And um, I, I've been on quite a, a, a small journey with this game. Uh, I went from quite enjoying it in my first few hours uh, to then having discussions with other people who had the game and they were saying, hey, I think this blows. <laughs> and I was like, oh, hey, look, it, it, I don't, it's got some rough edges, but I think there's something to enjoy here. And then I kind of, <laughs> I had to do a lot of like, like a lot of the generated content for, to make guides for it so i was doing all of the the constantly regenerating crime combat encounters over and over so i kind of stalled on the game for a while and got pretty sick of all that stuff and i've only just recently got back to doing the rest of the story and the way where i've landed on this game is that i still maintain that if you are excited by these characters by this world by the setting if you think it looks decent or you're just curious to give it a go, then there is something here for you to enjoy. If you're not already a Gotham Batman, Bat Family fan, or you weren't looking forward to this game, 
I think it will be pretty difficult for people not in either of those camps to get something out of, personally. I... <laughs> you basically said this game is winning over no one. <laughs> I think it's only... Yeah, yeah, basically. It's not going to make any new friends, I don't think. Now, I... I I think for the price, it's. I think I. I would. I wouldn't really recommend this to anyone to get the, the full price right now. I think it's. It's. It's just not that fun. Yeah. Uh. But, you know, if it comes to, I, it's the kind of thing where I, I would heartily recommend it to anyone who was vaguely interested in it, or in again the setting, or was just excited about it in general. If it came to a subscription service. Or if it was drastically reduced in price, or not even drastically, but if it was like thirty three percent off or something, I was like, you know what? There's something there for you. Go for it. Um, but yeah, it's pretty rough. It, it starts out. I honestly, there's a lot here that I I do like. I there's a lot of really neat interactions between. So if you're not familiar with Gotham Knights, it's it's a game set in Gotham. Go figure. <laughs> Except it's not an Arkham game. It's not a Batman game because Batman is dead and you're playing as uh, Batman's protégés. You're playing as uh, Nightwing, Red Hood, Batgirl, and uh, the newest Robin. And the four of them together are trying to solve the problems and the crimes that Batman left unsolved and perhaps led to his death uh, while protecting Gotham. And it's kind of this weird amalgamation of like a co-op single-player game, but it's co-op... And it's kind of got some gear systems like Destiny, and it's uh, it's kind of like Arkham, but it doesn't quite hit the highs of Arkham because it's trying to give you four different characters that all do the same thing. So you start stumbling into that like Avengers problem where everyone's the same but a little bit different, but not different enough to be that different. Um, the I thought the combat was fine to start with, but it and I thought the traversal was fine to start with. The problem is it's too simple and it wears thin really quickly, especially for the amount of content in this game. You could play this game for probably 50 hours with the amount of stuff that's in there. But I was pretty ready. I was pretty ready to move on with the combat after like five. (laughs) I enjoyed those first five hours. And again with the traversal, but then the traversal kind of stagnates. You're just kind of grappling to the edges of buildings and doing a little leap off them to get a bit further and grappling again and grappling. And there's a sort of a, it's a very stop starty kind of a, a motion uh, that that feeds into something else, but I'll get to that in a minute. Um, so yeah, it the, the traversal doesn't kind of go anywhere. It doesn't really do that much. You get the bat cycle, the bat motorcycle to ride basically right from the start. It feels really slow. And not what? that fun. It feels so I slow. didn't really I didn't really use it that much because I didn't enjoy it that much. What the hell? Uh what, why would it feel slow? Uh because I don't know. It just doesn't feel like it is actually going through the city that fast. Yeah. Like I'm right. watching the, the meters counter tick down to get to my objective, and I'm like Come on, guys. Oh, Come on. no. Like, it's not that much faster than grappling. Because my immediate um, thought was going to be like, oh, is there just like not enough speed lines and not enough FOV change when you go fast? But no, if The you're... problem is there's only speed lines. Like, it feels like you're oh, actually just no. not moving that fast. And so they put speed lines on the edge of the screen and it helps a little bit. 
Oh dear. So that's that's a problem. Yeah. I think the story's kind of interesting. This whole Court of Owls conspiracy thing and the way they uh took the, there's a really long cutscene at the start, which is really awesome. Um uh it's it's you you get to watch Batman's final fight, basically. Yeah, I've um, I've 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 seen this cutscene on YouTube. It's a great cutscene. It's awesome. It's really cool. Um, and then you're introduced to the four characters. You get to pick one. They start picking up the pieces. They they load up the Belfry. Alfred comes and helps, and he's there. He's your compass. He's your guiding key for the for the whole uh, game. Basically, he's helping you out now that Batman's gone. Um, but this game with the characters, I enjoy I enjoy their interactions with each other in the in the like between mission moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the best writing comes from these small 30 to 90 second cutscenes you get uh, seemingly at random that happen throughout the story as you progress. Uh, there will just be, if you're playing as Robin, there will be a certain thing you can go into interact with in that corner of the Belfry. And it will start uh, a scene between Robin and someone else. Um, there was this really cool one uh, with Red Hood and Robin. Because the whole thing with Red Hood is he's angry. He's been resurrected because he died, and so he's 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 a he's an angry guy. He's 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 a bit bent out of shape. He's huge. He's hulking. He uses guns, right? Which Batman never did. They, but he he's he's using non-lethal rounds. And Robin's Coward. there helping him. Right, <laughs> <laughs> and Robin's there helping him uh, tweak uh, his payload, his, his actual bullets, to see how lethal they are or non-lethal they are. And they're measuring the the output on the dummy that they're shooting, and and Robin's saying, "Look, we're really close to the threshold here. Like, I think we should dial this back a bit." And Red Hood's like, "It's fine. Do you know how many of our um, criminals that we take on have armor?" And Robin's like, "No, seriously, I think this is too much." And Red Hood's like, "These guys deserve it. Don't worry." And so Robin's like, "Fine. If you think these are safe," and like casually just walks in front of the dummy while Red Hood's turned away. He's like, then shoot me with it. And re- right as Red Hood like turns to shoot the gun at the mannequin again, except Robin's right there in front of him now. And you see the moment on Red Hood's face. He's like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. And, and so he kind of reluctantly, you know, he's that sort of brooding, macho kind of guy. But they give him a moment of like, you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe it is a bit too hot. How can, what, what can we do? Let's, let's bring it down a bit. We'll need to compensate for that. And then he starts going into like the nerd talk with Robin. And Robin's like, great. I mean, we can... Start talking about jail compensation. Like, there's plenty of those moments in the Belfry throughout mm. the game. And I think they're the highlight for me. Like, stuff about how Robin doesn't know how to grieve about Bruce. And 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 uh, stuff about how Red Hood's all messed up. And Nightwing trying to shrug off his injuries. And Alfred being able to see right through it because he's so used to helping Bruce through his injuries and stuff like that. All of that, I think, is the highlight of the game for me. Um they're pretty short moments. There's a good number of them. Um, there was one moment. There's one of those cutscenes that's reused <laughs> for each character. <laughs> what? And this is going to segue in. So all of those scenes I just spoke about, they're all bespoke and that, that's fine. But okay. there's, there's this one set of challenges you have to do to unlock your uh, aerial traversal ability. Each character has a different one. Batgirl's got the cape that you fly with, very similar to Batman in the Arkham games. Robin's got this... Justice League teleportation satellite, which sucks. Uh, Red Hood's got this like spirit jump thing, and Nightwing's got like a Fortnite glider. <laughs> they all help you get around the city faster. But to unlock those, you need to, with that character, defeat 10 major crimes around the city. 
Okay. That actually takes way longer than you might think. It's like three to five minutes per crime once you get there. It takes a, a decent amount of time to get to each one. And 10 is about the m- very maximum amount of crimes you can do in one night. Sometimes you can't do... You can't do 10 in one night. So sometimes you have to go back to the Belfry to reset Gotham to generate more crimes to do this 10th crime, right? So you finally do the 10th crime and yeah. you unlock your, your teleportation or your spirit jump or your Fortnite glider, right? Yeah. And you can go talk to Alfred. And they're like, oh, we're finally getting the Belfry up and running, huh? And Alfred's like, oh, Bruce, Bruce would have been proud of you. This is your home. And they're like, yeah, Gotham does feel like home, doesn't it? It's, you know, first I thought it was pretty bad, but it's pretty good. And Alfred said, yeah, Gotham's hard to take care of. Anyway, and that completes the, the, the challenge. So that finishes that mission. And you've completed your knighthood, right? right. K-N-hood. Anyway, you go over to the, the, the rack of suits and you change your character. And I'm, I did that as Robin and now I'm Red Hood. Oh, Alfred wants to talk to me on the balcony. And Red Hood goes up. He's like, oh, man, we're finally getting the Balfrey in shape, right? In like slightly different Red Hood version of words. And Alfred says the same lines that I just heard. The exact same lines. And he's like, oh, you know, Gotham's hard to defend. But, you know, Bruce made it really important. And it was was so weird. I don't know why they did that. And And that starts getting to the the issues of the game pretty quickly uh and uh, unfortunately there's more of them that i want to uh, then i was i was trying to be really generous with this game i never want a game to be bad i always want the game to succeed right oh but man they made it hard uh <laughs> specifically um there's side missions with notable villains so there's like a hard a harley quinn quest line there's a Mr. Freeze quest line. There's a, Cl- a Clayface quest line. And those are really, those have like set pieces and moments. Um, but they're side quests. They don't have to do with the Court of Owls story. Mm-hmm. I decided to do Mr. Freezes because, uh, you know, they showed off a Mr. Freeze boss fight way back when. And I kind of like Mr. Freeze as a villain in general. Um, and I was going through that quest line. I thought, this is really cool. And I'm going through that mission and like... Mr. Freeze has frozen the this big tower and you have to climb it and it's it, it's it's really intense. Um the boss fight's bad. Yeah, right. It's it's a bad boss fight. Uh like so much health, so much health even when I've got the right elemental weapons cuz there's a gear system in this. And uh <laughs> it just takes forever. I like die four oh, times. This sounds and bad. I, and I got through it, and, and I'd heard that the Mr. Freeze boss fight was bad, and I get through it, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, that was something. But it's over now. Oh, there's more Mr. Freeze storylines. Oh, he's being broken out of Blackgate. Okay, well, let's finish this up. I get there. They've given him a mecha suit. I gotta, I gotta kill mecha spider Mr. Freeze now. He's got more health. Uh, and, like, I can't get through the first phase of this fight without dying because of how it is so i knocked it down to very easy and i and i cleared it on my first time on very easy it took me 20 minutes not because i didn't understand how long i didn't not because i didn't understand the fight it just took that long it just took me that long of red hood punching this metal spider's legs and dodging attacks so i didn't get stunned 
over and over and over. And there are really cool cinematics in between. And, like, the the art and the animation of all of these ice effects, I think, are amazing. I think the environmental detail is really good in this game, honestly. Especially in the missions. But, God, it was awful. It was so bad. It was optional. I honestly just recommend maybe people either steer away from it or do it with a friend on very easy and just clear through it for the XP. It's bad. And it just kind of keeps going like that. I The uh, main story is not as exciting as I want it to be. I thought it might get better than it did, but it doesn't. Um, and like I said, the best part is the environmental design and that's about it. I have a the, question the enemy, for you. Please, please. Why, why, why did they make this game this way? <laughs> I don't know, Jeremy. This is made by WB Montreal. Their last game was Arkham Origins. Yeah, they don't have and an immediately great track record. No. Also, they haven't released a game in nine years. Literally nine years, which is a really long time. And when you're, com- when you're coming out with a game this big and... And it runs at 30. It only runs at 30 frames per second. It's only on next-gen consoles because they cancelled the previous-gen consoles. It can barely hold a steady 60 frames per second on PC if you have a 4090 GPU. Like, something's wrong here. Something is wrong here. I really feel for the studio. I think, honestly, they were pulled in too many directions. I think they were making a live service game like Avengers, and then they saw Avengers come out, and they're like, oh no, we have to make sure this isn't going to be like this, because right now it feels a lot like this. It's, it's way more polished than other games have been in some regards. Like, it runs okay. It never really crashed on me. The performance could oh, be good. better, but it's, it, like, it's, it's way more polished than other games, but the substance just isn't there. Yeah. It's just not there, unfortunately. If you love Red Hood or if you've been dying <laughs> to play as Batgirl or Robin, this is a great opportunity for you to do that, sincerely. And, like, they've got... Good ways to specialize their combat and stealth and traversal and stuff like that in their skill trees. But if like uh, there's there's just there's too much that is underwhelming or actually bad with this game to wholeheartedly recommend it to anybody. Yeah, right. I did I did I did have a have some des- so okay, so I, I didn't want to buy this game. Because I looked at the videos and I went, I don't think that looks very good. <clears throat> and then I saw they were doing Court of Owls, and that was the most exciting thing to me because I quite like the Court of Owls comic. And like that's bit, there's been a lot of buzz from that from people who know, right? That had me excited for the people who knew it who were excited. But I feel like if I played this game, and you know me, I do know you. I would, I would rip this game to shreds. <laughs> Does it, does it do everything wrong that I don't like about games that do this stuff? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like we were talking about it pretty early. I was like, oh, the, the way they conceptualize, like, the, you know, you, to, to find out about the big crimes that are happening that night, you have to stop, like, petty crimes, and you gain clues, and that reveals the location of a, a crime that that faction was planning for the next night or something. So the more crime you you stop the first night the more crime there will be for you to solve the next night because you'll know where it all is and whatever. 
and like when you go back to the belfry and finish for the evening then that cr- those crimes finish right those crimes happen you let them happen but realistically those crimes are endlessly generated there's no there's no penalty for you letting them go which is good because it would be punitive otherwise uh which means that it doesn't feel like those crimes happen it just feels like you get a different selection of the same 15 or 20 crimes that you've done before on the next night or the next night or the next night. Once I got everyone's movement ability, 40 crimes later, I was so happy to not have to do any of those until this, what a side quest wanted me to or a, or the main quest even wanted me to. Like They'll be like, go back to the main world. Or if you didn't do all those side quests and you're underleveled, you, you hit like a level, a leveling point at some point with the main missions where you're underleveled, so you need to get into the... the the, the open world to level up. Underleveled uh, in a game like this just seems like hell. Underleveled? Yeah. Like the concept of being underleveled in a game like this. Yeah. Do you remember at no, at no point during any of the Arkham games did I feel like I needed to go out and level up? <laughs> no. Yeah. The combat's not as good as Arkham. I prefer the style in this one more than Arkham. Even even the, the even the way they've stylized Gotham, this more realistic, less stylized version, I much more prefer it. I think I'm I've got a lot of Arkham fatigue. I think it just really isn't my style. I I much more prefer this got this style of Gotham. Um, but like, it ain't it ain't all that. Yeah. Yep. I'll finish the story because I want to see what happens so I can put a bow on it. But playing more this weekend to get a better feel of it, I was I was waiting for it to hook me more. And like, that's why I say the environmental design is so good because the level design isn't. The level design is, it's just more grappling and more punching and then more grappling and more punching. And that's fine, but it's all you do. It's the only thing you do. That doesn't sound fine. Game. That doesn't sound fine. <laughs> No, it's fine for five hours. Yeah, so it sounds bad. <laughs> no, no, it's it's not it's not abjectly bad. If it's fine it's for five thin. hours and then not fine and then boring for how long is the game? Uh, you could probably finish it in twelve for the main story. I'm guessing. I'm not sure how much you need to level in between missions. So probably oh. yeah, ten or twelve if you mainlined it. Sounds like a bad video game. <laughs> yeah, I think it is at the end of the day. I don't want to admit it because I do enjoy it and I was rooting for this studio. Why? But I don't know, man. I, I feel <laughs> like there's too there's too much working against them on this. I feel like they're a studio that like Rocksteady had so much success and they're like, we're not making Arkham anymore. We want to do something else. And so they're making their own thing, even though it's not looking that good at this point. Yeah, it looks like it's going to f- follow all the same issues. Meanwhile, this studio is in WB's pocket, and WB are like, we need another Batman game. Make us a Batman game. And it's like, oh, we don't want to make a Batman game. They're like, fine, make this instead. I mean, we like, don't know that. <laughs> like, that's not a thing that we know. I know. But <laughs> like, like, like nine th- that, years that's not a since thing the that's, last game? Like, there's no... That's, that's not a thing that's come out as if there's some mandate that they need to make a Batman game. Because they have not made a Batman game. They've explicitly it's not made hard. a Batman game. I know. I know. You're right. I, know I what guess you I'm mean. trying to rationalize it, right? Like, the, like it's hard to why. figure out why this is the way it is. And I want to believe that there was some manipulation or like directorial notes or something like that. But like, 
Sometimes yeah, the, I just don't understand why the game is the way it is. Sometimes the, the sometimes the the cake is just bad. Sometimes it's just some hey, bad video games get made. I guess you're right. <laughs> the proof right. there's proof in front of you. I think that no, but the thing that gets me is that there will be people who love this game. It's made in a way that people won't. That not everyone will be worn thin by that combat. And people will enjoy playing in this city and people will enjoy playing as these characters. And that will be enough for them and they will love this game. It's not like no one's going to love this game. I think that's, that's the thing that's stopping me from saying that it's a bad game. Oh, sure. It's not like a Battle in Wonderworld, but like it's, it's, yeah, yeah. but it's like an Avengers. Yeah. Which is, yep. you know, I think pretty fair to say a failure. Hmm. I don't think I agree with you. That Avengers was a failure. Yeah. I think if, I think I think it was. Maybe I do agree with you, but <laughs> yeah, it's tricky because people really like that game. Not many, not as many as they wanted, not as many as people should have, but some people did. So I uh yeah, I don't know. I got to think about my my internal compass on this one, I think. <laughs> but yeah. Don't buy this game for full price. As someone who has not played it, don't buy this game. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you really like the world. No, sorry, I'll, I'll shut up. <laughs> Jeremy, it's time for a segment that we missed last week. It's time for the it's time for the Fortnite Fortnite. Oh, Jeremy, press the button. It's the Fortnite Fortnite with the fancy video transition. <laughs> what a ridiculous thing. Um, yeah, it is, it, it is time for another, um, Fortnite, Fortnite, uh, where it is, it is the, it is the, the, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool actually. I like it a lot. Um, it also Sam is not, says in the chat, oh geez. Yeah. It, uh, I'd like to point out it is not using, um, Fortnite's font. Um, Epic, you can't sue me. Uh, Tim Sweeney, you can't sue me. Um, that's all it takes for people to not be sued is to just say you can't. You can't. It's true. You can't. Um, yeah, it's 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 another it's another 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 week, another day, another time to 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 get into uh, the Fortnite. Um, the reason we waited last time was because we were doing uh, last time we were doing a big. Sorry, you yeah, you in the front? Yeah, sorry. I just have a quick question. Yeah, if I've got my numbers correct, is this the second Fortnite Fortnite? No, this is the third. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Carry on. Uh, last week we were going to do it last week and then I decided to push it one because neither of us had like I hadn't played enough and you had played a little bit actually but I wanted to push it because we were going to do the, the Halloween-y type episode and the Halloween event in Fortnite wasn't out yet and so I was like oh look, look I reckon it's better just to wait and so we can play a little bit more and I can talk about the event um, and so I played the event um, it's I think got a really good name which is Fright Night um, yeah, which is that's cute. Um, different parts of the map has been taken over by like haunted houses and buildings, and there are zombies, um, which is like a like another like PVE type thing. Um, there are like NPC bosses inside of the world of of Fortnite while you're playing the battle royale, um, which you can kill to get a uh, high level gear. Um, and this is no different. Where there's like a there's a boss underneath one of the haunted houses um mm. which is like a like a 
a like a scary jack-o'-lantern kind of person that that throws fire like fire grenades at you um easier to kill definitely than the other boss that's in there the like whatever the villain of the season um the chrome yeah the the the, 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 the chrome witch or whatever she is um this this boss is easier to kill um Mostly because you can just sort of like hide behind walls and break line of sight and then do a bunch of damage and then go back behind like and break line of sight again. Um, do you get good stuff? Yeah, yeah, you get like a like a you get like the rocket launcher and you get a I think it was like an SMG, I think. Um I don't quite remember. Uh but like similar to last season where there was like the Vibrant quest line where there's like like every day or so like an additional quest gets made. Um, there's like event style things. So every day a new quest gets added to the to the Halloween thing. So when you don't play for a, for a week or so, you come in and there's like just like a bunch of quests that get added every either day or every half day, um, which I think is really cool. I think that's a really cool way to do events is to continuously add more quests throughout the event. So you can still get a bunch of XP and you don't feel like the event's getting stale because there's at least something to do every time totally. you log in Whereas like to engage with, with it. With Apex, sometimes you log in and it's like, oh, this thing's still going on? Oh, back to Battle Royale. Yeah, or like, you know, like, oh, like, okay, like you're doing an event that's just skins and these skins cost money, so I'm just not going to engage at all. Um, uh, yeah, like this is, this is um, at least there's something to do there, which I think is pretty neat. Um, there's an Ash from uh, the Evil Dead, an Ash versus Evil Dead skin in there, which is funny. Bruce Campbell, he's in the game now, and he's got like a. I thought you meant. Hmm? I thought you meant from Pokemon for a second. No, no. The, like I was thinking right the other day, like what's left, like <laughs> like what's realistically left that is going to make a it's big like six deal? things. Yeah, right. And like the only two I can think of is like Pokemon, and like Mickey Mouse. And they're never gonna yeah. let Mickey Mouse carry a gun. Do I think there's any Bethesda stuff in there? Right? There's no, there's no Elder Scrolls or Fallout. Yeah, but like, I mean, like, like headline making. You mean like multimedia? Yeah, like Goku was huge, right? Yeah. Um, you know, when they first did Marvel, when they first did Star Wars, that was a big deal. Beyblade. Um, <laughs> Beyblade. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So, um, yeah, and like, and like, there's, there's, if you get the Ash skin, which I don't, but like, he, he's got like a custom like axe thing, which is like a chainsaw that replaces his hand, like, like in the movie, which is cool, and it's only usable with that skin. That's that's cute. Um, Black Adam's in there at the moment, which is funny. Yeah, you said should I should I buy it as a joke, and I was like, no, because it's just it's not even funny. <laughs> I think it would have <laughs> been just funny. You spending money. I think it would have been funny, but not for the price of of the skin. Yeah, if it was five dollars, yeah. I probably would have done it, but it's twenty. <laughs> oh, that led to that interesting conversation, right, where you were saying like, how how much would you spend for your ideal yeah costume? And we're trying to figure out what our ideal costumes would be. Yeah, mine I think was like Ratchet and Clank, or um, yeah. Yeah, something like that, right? Yeah, you said Ratchet and Clank as well as um Sora and Kit. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, like that Sora. as well. Yeah, like but like yeah, Sora would be although Sora would never carry a gun. Oh no, he actually carries guns in Kingdom Hearts three. Um <laughs> it does he's got like pistols. He goes like it's like ridiculous. It's so weird. Yeah. I think I landed on Power Rangers. If they yeah, had right. Power Rangers, especially the Power Rangers in space outfits, I would be I would be in like Flynn. Yeah, I can I can I can see that. Um 
yeah, that's that, that's basically it. I wanted to wait till till the till the till the event stuff was in because um, I feel like it fit better with this episode. Um, you've been playing mm-hmm. it more. How, how have you been going? I tweeted uh, earlier last week, and I was going to look it up so I could quote it, but I've remembered off the top of my head because it, it's like twenty characters. And I I tweeted and I said, "Uh oh, I think I like Fortnite?" Question mark. And it's just kind of caught me off guard. I was playing it solo like multiple times this last couple of weeks, which like I don't do in in battle royales. I I don't know. I'm just having fun with it in a like in a way I didn't expect to. Uh, I'm I'm kind of clicking with the the shooting. Sometimes I pop off. Sometimes I get absolutely destroyed. We won two games the other night, but even before that, there was there was a you you tried to stream Scorn two weekends ago, not just not just yesterday, but two weekends ago, and then it kind of didn't work. And I popped into your chat was like Fortnite, one one play Fortnite, and we did, and we made we we used the the Chrome Splash and turned into globs of goo and went like <laughs> while we were was swimming around the map and. Just had silly fun. It's so strange, all the different anime characters. It still boggles me every time. I think I bring it up every time I play this game. Literally in-game, and then when I talk about it. But just random characters, like Cell Shaded, is like, oh, there's there's Morty in a in a robot outfit. There's there's Rick and and there's Goku and and there's John Wick from like season three from 2017. Like there's this 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 game is absurd, but I I don't know I started to gel with with how it feels a bit better. Like it does just feel a bit sillier and a bit more cartoony until it gets to that final like ten players left and it's like oh shit now now then it becomes like PUBG in like an instant where you don't know where anyone's gonna be and you know that they can just wreck you in an instant if they're good enough and you're just hoping you don't get annihilated. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just it just grabbed me in a way that it never has before. Like I'm, I'm battle pass level forty or something. There's something really satisfying about being able to jump in and have a backlog of challenges and just do whatever is on the list and go up ten levels in one play session. That's so good. Yeah, the progression is so fast in this game. Like you level yeah. up so quickly, which is why the battle pass doesn't cap at a hundred and why there's like bonus challenges well after and you've basically got two battle passes and. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like look, it I don't I don't I actually I I keep struggling with this game because I don't think it's like great. Hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, it's old and it's such a hodgepodge of of stuck on mechanics that have been added one at a time over the last 5 years. It's quite strange. It's it's it feels like I'm playing a game that's just forever in development. Um, and I don't mean that in like a like a it's buggy. I mean that in like a they consistently try new mechanics, and I think that's fun. It keeps it fresh. Um, I was thinking last night when I, when I was playing, like, like when does this game end? Like in in what world does this game turn off? Like, I don't know that it does. Yeah, I know, right? Like, it feels like the beginning of, like... And look, like, there is... It's like asking, when does World of Warcraft end, you know? I can see that ending. Only because yeah. that, that, that game is, like... That is... That game is... It, look, they have not been doing as well as, as they once have been. 
Um, and that is, you know, shifting of the times and all that stuff. But like, but that game is different. That game requires a commitment. And that game also is, is a subscription too. And is technically old now. Um, this is like, this is like a game from the future. And I don't mean that particularly in a good way. This yeah. is this is like a this is a like a, a Ready a, Player One. Yeah, like this is the marketing vessel for for four hundred films we haven't seen yet. Um, yeah, you know, I can like this is the this is the 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 Facebook of video games. I think is 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 what it kind of is, right? It's the oh, that is apt. Yeah, right. That like, is it's, apt, my friend. It is. It is uh artificial um and plastic um mm-hmm. it like it's like technically still very impressive um and it's not like it's not fun to play it's designed in a vac like which is why it's fun to play right like that it's a test tube did you say a vat yeah okay. yeah yeah like it's 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 it is it is artificially designed to hit receptors in your brain to tell you that give it's me having that, fun. Give me that Petri dish gameplay. Kinda, yeah. And like, look, I, I don't want to be like completely mean because obviously people who play this game, sorry, people who, who, who've made this game are quite good at their jobs, obviously. Um, but like, you know, I can't help but look at this knowing that it will eventually be used for nefarious purposes, right? Like, you know, how soon and okay, who's who's gonna Well, hold... I mean, how I mean, do you consider marketing to children as nefarious? <laughs> kinda. I kind of do. <laughs> kinda, yeah. but which like... means we're kind of already there. I don't think it's gonna get that much further outside of that realm. Right? Because it's its biggest audience is is a, is the is the is the old kid, young teen, adolescent market. I I think that's that's like like I'm I'm I genuine gen generally I'm I'm more cynical than you, um, but but like I'm I'm waiting for uh I'm waiting for the day a political uh a politician holds a rally inside of Fortnite. Right, you're waiting for a uh, Joe Biden's Animal Crossing Island. Yeah, but the that, Fortnite equivalent. You're, yeah, you're waiting for the yeah, but that the, was the, the rally, the campaign rally in in Fortnite event. Yeah, but the the Fortnite Joe Biden, sorry, the 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 Joe Biden Animal Crossing thing was like a joke. Like that was like that was just a that was just useless. The, like, the, um, uh, kind of, it was a part of their campaign. Like that was paid for by their campaign to get publicity for the the oh Democratic yeah but, campaign for the not for, for the for the election. Yeah, but like. Animal Crossing Islands are not the same. Like that was like that was like a that was a Pokemon go to the polls kind of level. With, oh with yeah, yeah, no, yes, definitely. It's not the same as what you're suggesting with this. But yeah. it's so I'm, I was using that as a sort of a sort of like a, a jumping off point to talk about this being the logical extension of something like that. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when you can go to something live when when there is a a call to action inside of a game like this from something like that 
or when when it, or, or like the opposite direction, right? Instead of like you know, instead of a a political rally, what if it's like you know, um, a political censorship inside of the game, right? Like what if um, you know, like for example, the the, the example that that went like around propaganda, yeah. Like what if it's like what if they start banning the phrase like Xi Jinping, Winnie the Pooh, or whatever, um. I don't know. Like Genshin does. Yeah, I don't know what Fortnite looks like in China, but like you know that that level of thing, and then it turns into, look, it, it's it's obviously the single most like cultural like, like the, the the most amount of hegemony you can jam into a game is this, right? It yeah. is it is it is the status quo of the video game, and it terrifies me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I know exactly what you mean. It's like a blockchain game without the blockchain. Yeah, it's like it's trying to create its own version of something like the blockchain. Well, like Tim Sweeney's out for years. He's called Fortnite a metaverse and not a game, right? Like that was his yeah. argument against Apple when 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 they were taking him to court. Um, and I don't think he's wrong, but I don't think he's right. Like I think he was wrong to do it when he was doing it because he was doing it just for for like for part of the lawsuit but i know what he means yeah and i know i know where he wants to take that (laughs) yeah like i'm i'm (laughs) yelling i'm yelling at the sky (laughs) Uh uh-huh yeah like this 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 is this is like throwing a pebble at like a cruise ship that's like 12 stories tall yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> it's yeah. Nothing's going to change or happen here. But it is. I understand the concern. It's uh, it's scary to see something that large, and that's that's why people have reservations about something like Disney and why it holds so many of the very largest properties in media uh, across the planet. Yeah, and how dangerous that is in terms of uh, media diversity and. And what that means when they when they acquire more people and more companies and more studios, yeah. Um, you know, we're looking at that same thing here with Fortnite in a different way, uh, where you know it informs the the monetization model of so many games going forward. The Battle Pass system was kind of was it introduced in Fortnite? I feel like that was one of Fortnite's actual innovations. It was at least popularized. I don't know if it was the very first, but it was like the biggest game to do that first. Yeah. And um and now that's the basically the way to monetize your live service game going forward, which is for the best. We're we're moving away from loot boxes. Um uh you know, it's that kind of thing where it, it's just got so much market penetration right it is so popular it is almost too popular uh like i'll never forget when the thanos integration happened when infinity war came out and you could was it that year or the next year when with endgame when you could play as thanos and like jump across the map and blast uh, everyone was, with your gauntlet and it was it was infinity war and then they brought it back it was it was wild and they've just they've, they've kept doing it like with galactus with the marvel events and the the what was it? It was Travis Scott and um, Ariana Grande concerts. The the Star Wars trailers and like it, it's it's become something completely different. I think saying that it isn't a game is completely disingenuous because 
It was developed as a game. It's only there because it started as a game. And the only reason it's as popular as it was is because of the game. Now it's become so popular and it's and it was on this foundation which was so malleable that they could turn it into what they were able to with its popularity. But, like, it was changed by its popularity. It is a game. That is the bedrock of this platform, is the game. And calling it anything else is absurd. Yeah, like, but I, I think my... Like, my, first. Calling it anything else first. Well, I think, I think the moment that people start tuning into the live events that are not the video game more than they start playing the video game is yeah. is when you can start to really critically look at that as like okay is this a video game now yeah um, we're definitely not there yet though no but like i think i think we can get there very quickly <laughs> like you yes, know it is strange that we can talk about that even being a possibility yeah and like more like in my camp like a certainty <laughs> Anyway, that was the Fortnite Fortnite. Join us in the next two weeks so we can talk about some more <laughs> stuff like this, I guess. What are you going to talk about in two weeks now that you've had your existential crisis? I don't know. There'll be a lot more. There's always more. There's always more. Flame, it's a Flamethrowers and... 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 I don't know. I'm trying to think of a character they'll add, but I, I'm, I'm stalling. Citizen Kane. <laughs> Citizen Kane. I can't wait for the Metropolis activation in Fortnite. If they added Metropolis into Fortnite, that would be the only time I ever called Fortnite art. <laughs> but Jeremy, there's lightsabers in it. Is that not art? No. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> you want to know why? Andor doesn't have any lightsabers and that show is fucking art. <laughs> that, that show is art. The lightsaber do not the art make. Does mm. not the do not art the make? Mm. Doth. That didn't work. Nope. Uh, we've only got one last section here to round out the show. Uh, it's a follow-up to what I was talking about last week uh, with Clone Hero, which is, for those who are unaware, is a Unity-made, fan-made uh, uh, engine on PC that you can use that lets you use Guitar Hero controllers to play custom songs. Uh, I've been playing it this last week. Uh, and it's, it's been a fun thing. I haven't played it as much this last week, but when I get into it, it, it's so satisfying. It's so fun. Like I've I just permanently got the guitar beside me here next to the computer. Uh, oh, I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> oh, bless, bless me. Um, so, uh, I was doing that this week. I was playing some and we were, we were playing some Fortnite that night and, and then people started winding up and I, I, whipped out the guitar to play for another 20 minutes to wind down which ended up being two hours and we were playing and i was streaming and jerry's like oh yeah are you taking requests carrie i'm like oh yeah sure and you started mentioning things i'm like oh are they going to be are they on the set list of guitar hero because if not then i'll have to download them so we start downloading games songs songs. yeah we got we got some jamiroquai in there some was dave matthews band is that the Uh, steve miller steve steve miller band that's right uh and also some Daft Punk. And so I figured out how to put this in as a, as a playlist. And we get to the Daft Punk songs, Aerodynamic. And uh, it was pretty fun. It was pretty simple to start with. And then it's got this really intense solo riff. Like nonstop. Like... I was like, oh my God. And I, I yelled at you. I said, you tricked me, Bratitich. Failed that song, moved on to the next one. And I circled back around to it. 
and I was like, I want to, I want to, I want to crack this. I want to get to it. I want to see what the the bit here is. And so get through the opening. It's a bit long and get to this section. And I'm like, oh, I can see how this one works because what it is, is it's, it's alternating between like green, green, yellow, green, blue, green, yellow, green, blue. So over and over and over again. And then it kind of alternates. It's that same pattern where you're, where you've got this, this bedrock lower note, which you're playing like twice and then these alternating upper notes, which you're doing, yeah, one, one, then the other. And it was too fast for my left hand. Every time I tried it, I failed. But I've seen this uh, YouTube creator who we've mentioned a couple of times and who we, we speak about in the Discord every now and then, Asai, who's been around since like the very start of Guitar Hero content creations when he was like a 15-year-old kid. And he's amazing. He's, he's incredible. He's, he can yeah. full clear through the fire and the flames and all of these meme charts that are impossible. And he understands the like the polling rate of the different engines of the different games on the different consoles. Like he's, he's incredible. This is his thing. Yeah. And there's this technique I've seen him use where this, this guitar riff, for example, is, is one where it's full of hammer-ons and pull-offs, which are ones where it's like, once you start the riff, you don't need to strum everyone because like the, you putting your fingers on the strings in, on the actual guitar is an actual thing that can generate sound and can, yeah, it's, it, and can do that. It's called hammer-on. Yeah, and but then pull off as well. When you pull off a string, yep. you'll play the note of like what you then let go of it. So, yep. um, so this is a whole. It's a really long string of hammer-ons and pull-offs. And I've seen before that with these kinds of things where it's just fretwork, you can use both your hands up on the neck. And I'd never done anything like that before. And I was like, I can, I can see this working. Let me just try this because I, I, I see the pattern. I just got to do green pretty frequently and I got to alternate the other ones. But my, my pinky and my ring finger on my left hand are too weak. They're, they're not strong enough. I can't do it on, on my own. I need help. And so began this like half hour process of me. I went into the practice section and I loaded up the solo section and it just came back and I, and I bumped it down to like 60%. And I was like, okay, let's see if I could do this. I have to start the riff with the strum and then get my other hand up to the neck with my right hand doing the alternating up upper notes and my left hand handle, handling the lower cons, consistent note. Yeah. And I slowly started to get it. The biggest problem was that when, when you drop a note, you have to restart the strum. You have to strum again to hit it. And so I, the, the biggest thing that was starting to happen to me is I, I wanted to keep my hands up on both hands up on the fret and I had to start strumming with my elbow, which I've also seen a side do. And so I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, ah, I got to restart it. And, and eventually I've, done, I've put it, I've put the thing slow enough. And it was funny because we were just talking about Rocksmith earlier that week on the podcast. And we're talking about practice and we're talking about getting used to it and stuff like that. And so I went into the practice mode and I slowed it down and I started playing it right and kind of like it pushed my way, struggled through it until I, until I made a breakthrough and I started getting it. And I was like, he is beginning to believe. <laughs> I was like, it felt so good to, to know that I could do this, not have anyone tell me how to do it and just figure it out and get there myself. Yeah. It, was, it was almost euphoric. It was amazing. To develop this new Guitar Hero skill live was incredible. And so... You know, I start bumping up the speed, and I can, I, and I got the whole thing, and it was like, oh, I can see this happening. And Sam and Jeremy are there, and we're talking, and 
and I'm hammering and I'm hammering these these fingers and it's getting faster. I'm like, I can get this up to speed. And I get it up to speed. And then we get to the end of the section. And it's like, all right, the biggest problem here is going to be going from the start section to the solo section without dropping it and dying, like failing the song. And man, that first time I finally got the song done, it was it was probably less than an hour. But like Joe was sitting there the whole time while I was, I was getting it to work. Yeah, and man... Fun. It was it was unbelievable. It was it was amazing. I like the the what are the I said in the Discord. It was like the I can't I can't describe how much my it felt like my brain was lighting up. Like I felt all of the neurons in my brain were getting stimulated <laughs> by by this accomplishment of mine. Of playing this one Daft Punk song on this plastic guitar in the middle of the night was amazing it was so much fun i really wished i'd been recording it so i could like see the progress like go back it was it was a uh, it's something i a really unique moment both for guitar hero kind of stuff in general but also like just gaming like i'm i'm gonna remember that for years yeah yeah that one hour was amazing. So, Jeremy, <laughs> thank you for recommending that song and making me download it. I'll always ask people to listen to Daft Punk. <laughs> oh yeah, and then we then we went on. Then you then you showed me your favorite Daft Punk concert for like yeah. the third time, but with a bit more context now that I listened to it a bit more. Yeah, um, that was. Yeah, fun. I, I sat you down and I, I gave you some learning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now that, now that I was finally now I was finally ready to hear it. Yeah. Oh man, I'm so excited! I just want to play that song again now that I was spoken about it. Uh, but yeah, that's it for the show, everybody. We're going to wrap up now. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, whether you're, whether you're here with us on YouTube or on the, uh, on a podcast service or live with us on Twitch. Um, if you are live with us on Twitch, stick around. We're about to get into the post show. Uh, but yeah, if you want to follow this show and everything else we do on minimap.com.au, uh, you can go to that website or you can follow us on all of our socials. That's Twitch, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at minimapau. Uh, you can also follow us individually too uh, on Twitter. Uh, we're both there. Jeremy, where can they follow you on Twitter? Uh, at obi one You can follow me on Twitter at KJPalmer underscore 24. And yeah, stick around for the stick around for the chats for the post show if you're, if you're here with us. Give us a rating. Uh, if you've got the, the spare time and the bandwidth, if you could just give us a plus or a tick, five stars or a thumb up. Whatever service you're using us on, whatever the, the positive rating is on that service, if you could give that to us, if you've enjoyed listening to us, if you've gotten this far through, we'd really appreciate it. It would help us out a lot. And uh, if you know someone who would appreciate this podcast or one topic in here, like the the existential crisis that Fortnite brings upon us or or what it's like to be creeped out by Scorn or trying scary games for the first time, if you've got a friend who would enjoy a topic like that, feel free to share this with them. We'd appreciate that as well. Uh, lastly, if you wanted to support us monetarily, you can do that by heading on over to Patreon. Uh, it helps us keep the mics and lights on. Uh, if you wanted to do that, you could go to patreon.com slash minimapau and for five Australian dollars, you can support us and you can also ask us answers, ah, pardon me, ask us questions to answer on the podcast, uh, all while helping us out greatly. Uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us this week. Next week, we're, we're doing another, you can have this one. I won't give away the, the topic yet, but, uh. We're going to do another sort of theorycraft design episode. So get ready for that. Get ready for Jeremy's slick motion graphics. And uh, until next week, stay safe, everyone. Have a good rest of your week. And uh, we'll see you next time. Jeremy, press the button. Yeah, shit. <laughs> Hang We're going to go to the outro now. Uh, yeah, the out- yeah, there we go. The slick outro, like yeah. the professionals we are. There it is. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>